Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Mustard Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. And Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, I don't know. We got some stuff. We got some fun things here. We have uh, we have a late legend. We have a a returning queen, uh, wow. and and then a bunch of other things. An unexpected collaboration that is oh. I feel like mm-hmm. right up my alley as yeah. well as Lindsay's alley. So good. Um, but let's start with uh, rolling the dice in my head. Uh, let's start with Prince. Yeah. So we have a new Prince album. Uh, which is, of course, a strange thing to say since he died two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but Prince, who in his lifetime was ridiculously prolific, um, but also super cagey about his material, uh, compiled a, a vault. It's literally, it was a vault in Paisley Park. Uh, and he would put all these sessions uh, of songs that either didn't make albums or alternate versions uh, and following his passing, uh, Warner Brothers made a deal with his estate, and they basically gave this one guy, uh, Michael Howe, who was an A&R who worked with Prince during the last few years of his lives. They kind of designated him chief archivist, uh, and Michael Howe you know, started going through this, this jumble of various tapes and whatnot. Oh, what a job. What, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like, obviously the circumstances are tragic i mean i'd rather have prince alive but you know that being said that is quite a dream job to like mm-hmm. be given the basically the keys to the kingdom yeah. and be like go through this and listen <laughs> to whatever you want mm-hmm. um so yeah so and you know we saw purple rain they did a uh, anniversary reissue with a bonus disc which was fantastic um and yeah this is the next uh kind of unreleased release uh it's a session from 1983 it's called piano and a microphone uh, the the name piano and a microphone is is not something Prince attached to it. Uh, the session was literally just Prince sitting down with maybe one other person in the room and uh, them kind of monitoring the levels and uh, he just hit record on a cassette tape oh, and so played a piano for thirty five minutes and this collection is nine songs from that. Uh, seven of them are originals. One of them, International Lover, was on the nineteen ninety nine album, which came up before this session. One of them is an early version of Purple Rain, which, of course, would go on to become his signature hit when he recorded it with The Revolution the following year. And uh, and then some other ones, I think there's maybe three that were never before released that fans... I mean, they've been bootlegged. They've been available in very shoddy quality bootlegs over the years. Um, but since Prince in his lifetime was uh, very litigious when it came to people posting things on the internet, 
uh prince bootlegs were super hard to track down more so like dylan for instance like it's you can you know you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a bob dylan bootleg what is that that's (laughs) that's that 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 actually is a euphemism yeah that's that's like a 1930s phrase like you can't swing a dead cat without hitting oh yeah it's it's true (laughs) anyways uh but uh so yeah so prince so the fact that uh, these are Prince bootlegs finally released is a big deal because like these are nearly were nearly impossible to find over the years. Um, one of them is Wednesday, which is this really lovely ballad uh, that he actually was going to give to the actress Jill Jones, and she was going to sing it in the Purple Rain movie. Uh, they filmed it. They ended up cutting the scene. Uh, but here we have, for the first time, the official release of his version of it. Uh, but the song I wanted to hone in on is called Cold Coffee and Cocaine, uh, because I'm sitting here with one of those things, I'll let you, uh, the listener at home, uh, decide. He's sitting which one with it cold is. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's this five minute song, and it's it's just anyway. So the, the whole session is really just runs the emotional gamut. It's uh, one of the tunes is uh, "Mary, Don't You Weep," which is an African American spiritual. Uh, we hear Prince kind of sniffling during it, so that's like this really emotional moment. The song I picked, "Cold Coffee and Cocaine," is like the other side of it. Like it's super goofy. Uh, he's adopting this gruff, weird vocal affectation the whole time. Uh, you know, he would would do that occasionally on songs, not really on his album tracks so much. But yeah. um, there's a song called uh, Bob George where he. Uh, adopts this super machismo uh, personality with this weird voice. So he had a history of uh, doing kind of like weird voices on his more rare tracks. And this is one of those. Uh, why did he do this? You know, we don't know. He, he was, one, he was goofing around. Two, occasionally, if he was doing Goofing a, around Prince, Prince. That's what they Prince, call them. goofing around. Uh, occasionally, he would do these weird voices if he was writing a song that he knew he wanted Morris Day of the time to sing because Morris Day has a deeper voice than him. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was like kind of having a little fun. But yeah, I mean, this song is just, uh, it's him. I can't tell if you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm rambling. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just a real like treat to have something like this. Uh, but it the is. full release and then also to have a song where we're listening uh, to someone who is very uh, emotionally... You know, he did, didn't share his personal life with people ever. And so to kind of get a glimpse into Prince having a little bit of fun is is a rare thing and a very special thing. Yeah. So, uh, but now that I've blathered <laughs> and dropped some 1920s slang, what do you guys think about this? So as a big Prince fan, but more on the surface, you know, mm-hmm. he's the type of artist where his fans, like yourself, know almost everything. Um, so for me to listen to it, I I just had no idea he could play the piano like that. Yeah. Um, which is the coolest thing to hear for 30 minutes or however long it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful, beautiful album. Everything flows really, really seamlessly. Um, like, I often didn't realize when a new track was starting unless mm-hmm. I recognized it. So that was great. And then he also sounds a little bluesy on here. And you, yeah. you mentioned that when you said that he was like a little more raspy and hoarse sounding mm-hmm. on some songs. Um, so, yeah, just to see like Prince, this mega pop star, in a very, very different light is really, like you said, a treat. Yeah. My thing is just like, and I, I agree with that completely, but it always just feels a little ghoulish when we get the Prince stuff that he didn't want out there. Yeah. Didn't want is, I, I'd say didn't want is wrong. Like okay. he, I actually, I meant to mention this, but I didn't. Uh, part of the reason he kept this vault of archives is he, he didn't want this stuff lost. He, 
you know, he was very prolific and he was kind of mercurial. So he would right. record songs, but then decide they just didn't fit for the project or it wasn't something he wanted to devote time to in terms of a studio release and move on. But but he made a point to like have this vault because he didn't want them to get lost. Like if he didn't like something, he deleted it or erased it or whatever. And the guy, so I interviewed the archivist, and uh, he, in the last few years of his life, they, you know, there was talks between Prince and Warner Brothers, um, and Prince had indicated, basically, he was like, he didn't want to release the vault things during his lifetime, that he had made statements that were basically like, you know, this stuff will see release after I'm dead. So he, like, mm. knew that and was okay with it. All right, it. well, that's, all right, well, then I, I retract my <laughs> ghoulishness. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously great to get this type of intimate look at him and... and these songs um yeah i mean it's i i i want to i i want to hear it again with without that type of hesitancy i guess all right well well it's just because like it's someone that i think that have preserving something and releasing something are are so such different things and i know that if he wanted to preserve it and just release it someday i do wonder like it, is this the like the form that this genius would have released this? You know what I mean? It's just I, I don't know. I mean, maybe like this is this he like thought about this like two and a half years after I pass away. Like this will come out. Um, I'm sure he didn't think of it in such specificity, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I struggle with it, Joe. All right. I, I, I feel like you're looking to gift horse straight in the mouth, Jason. Yeah. Well, what can I say? What are these? Yeah. What is that? Wow. You don't know that one? We're going to teach. No. We're going to teach Lindsay all these phrases (laughs) on the podcast. Um, Come hell or high water. Yeah, exactly. All right. One for three. One for three. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, let's listen to it. Uh, It's uh, Prince song is Cold Coffee and Cocaine, and it's from uh, a new release from 1983 called Piano and a Microphone. Last time, baby. Over your place, yeah. All I get uh, is a cup of cold coffee, cocaine in your ugly face. Look out! You can't fuck with that. Uh, that was New Prince. Uh, next up, let's talk about uh, Avril. Yes. Avril Levine. You're looking at me, but it wasn't my choice somehow. Oh, was it? Wait. It was all of our <laughs> It was all of our <laughs> oh, choice. Yeah, it was, yeah. That's <laughs> true. It was a Lindsay pick. pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Avril, Avril Levine, Head Above Water. Oh, yes. First song in five years. Um, I think a lot of people are disappointed. I'll get that out there now. Um Looking at you. <laughs> uh, disappointed. Disappointed is a little strong, strong, but go ahead. Um, I I understand it's not what people may have wanted or expected. It's more of a ballad, uh, a little bit sad even. But she's been going through the most difficult time of her life. So to me, it makes sense that she would pull inspiration from that. I could also see, obviously, if she was like, this has been really rough. I want to keep releasing fun mm-hmm. pop songs. But it's not where her head was at. Um. She put this. Really Where is her head? It's above water. Well done. <laughs> oh boy. Nice assist. <laughs> that was rough. Um, so yeah, she put this incredibly personal letter on her website before the release, saying that she was basically lying in bed, really, really sick, um, battling Lyme disease. Her mom crawled into bed with her, and in that exact moment, she actually thought that she was going to die. Um, mm. Her body was just shutting down, and that's sort of when she found the inspiration again to write because like she couldn't you know she was having a hard time figuring out how to put this together and that's why it's felt like this album has been 
in talks or on its way for so so long because I really do I'm talking like I'm a close personal friend I'm not, obviously. <laughs> but I really do think that she's been wanting to put new music out it's yeah. just been a, a hard time um so naturally the song does have a bit of a darker more somber tone to it and I'm fine with it because it's new Avril I think she sounds great on it <laughs> she does Happy sound great back. yeah her voice sounds really really nice on this um and Nolan Feeney had a really nice piece about how her last big hit was Here's to Never Growing Up. Right. And then this is like her most mature sounding mm-hmm. song yet. And I think that is fine. There you go. I Yeah, d- I, I would not say I'm disappointed in this song. Okay. I actually do uh, enjoy it. I think my disappointment is that I'm I I really I really like the kind of fun and and frothiness of of an of a typical Avril Lavigne lead single. Yeah. Like if you just think about her lead singles in the past, you have, you know, complicated, you have girlfriend, you have what the hell, you mm-hmm. have Pierce and Ever Growing Up and then you like to get to this song it's just like I I feel like I would have appreciated this more uh, if it was just the second single or uh, an album track. Like I I don't really have anything against the song. I just like as an Avril Lavigne fan, like I I want that like. like, And I think it'll be there. Yeah. I I don't know. You think so? Yeah. I I don't think the entire album will be this sort of tone. Yeah. I don't. I I doubt it as well. But no, I I, it's great to have her back. Um, I loved her. Her. Uh. Her album from five years ago and uh recommend it to anyone anyone i see on the street I i'm like avril. hey listen to avril from you just 2013. press a cd copy into their hands yep. and they're like i don't own a cd player and do you like, want to listen to uh a, a pop album that includes duets with both marilyn manson and chad kroger not really this one's yes. for you <laughs> this one's for I don't. you um yeah no i think I, I don't know yeah it's, it's like catchy especially you know for a, a very dramatic pop ballad it's it's catchy enough, uh, which is sometimes tough to pull off with mm-hmm. something this serious. Um, you know, it, it's not fun, but obviously she's not in a fun spot in her life right yeah. now. Uh, you know, she went through a divorce, is battling Lyme's disease. Uh, I mean, I think the story behind the song is more interesting than the song itself. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's pretty standard stuff. I mean, the strings are a bit, like, overly dramatic. The lyrics are, you know, I can't see in the stormy weather are a little bit trite, but it's fine. It's... <laughs> I think it's a good reintroduction. That's my that's my take. Yeah, I think it is. I it, mean, it's almost like she had to sort of say these things. Yeah. some of them. I mean, yes, yeah, some of the lyrics are a little like uh, couldn't think of something else there. Yeah, but I think that a lot of this had to be said in order for her to sure share move on. Peace. on. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's fun. You know, you guys like it. That's good. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Um, All right, well, let's listen to it. It's Avril Lavigne, new song, Head Above Water. Right, that was new Avril. Uh, let's do so. What do we have from Mr. Lipshuts? Let's do uh, Brockhampton Honey. Yeah. Um, so new Brockhampton album, Iridescence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, or I, mixtape or whatever we're it's calling an album. Them. I don't it's know. an album. Yeah. It's their first album on RCA. Yeah. It's a long. It's a long project. Um, I picked Honey um, 
just because it, it seems like the standout from I've I've listened not to that a album. Robin song by yeah, the way not a yeah. Robin song soon Robin Honey soon mm-hmm. um, but uh, anyway this this Honey from Brockhampton is um is kind of symbolic of where they're at uh, on this album. I love this album. I, I I woke up this morning and I've already listened to it like two and a half times. What? Yeah, what I know. Time, what time did you wake up? I woke up at six a.m. He does live in Melville. Yeah, so I do. He had time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Just walking from New Jersey into <laughs> yeah, into it's work. a couple hours every um, morning you walk to work. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But um, I uh, <laughs> um, no, I've I. I I love this album so. Ba- so basically, for uh, a, a quick backstory on Brockhampton, they put out three full lengths last year independently called the Saturation series. They were all really, really great, mm-hmm. uh, and they signed a big uh, major label deal with RCA and were prepping an album for I believe the summer. And then um, one of the members of that group, Amir Van. Uh, was uh, there allegations rose of se- sexual misconduct? At first, the group stood behind him and said these are not true. And then, um, uh, almost about a week or two later, uh, he was kicked out of the group. Uh, they released a statement saying like new facts have arisen. We don't have to get into all of that, but um, obviously it was a very upsetting thing and kind of pressed pause on this group. They they put out a couple different singles around that time to kind of you know galvanize their fan base and make sure you know that they're they're still here they are um one of the more promising hip-hop groups in in a long time and you know they wanted to show that they're still recording still touring album is still coming at some point so now we have this album out and uh all the singles that they released in the summer are are not on it it's totally fresh material i believe they said that they basically like just recorded it everything on it in the past few weeks and um, it's great. Like it, it sounds like the saturation, uh, or it's a, I shouldn't say it sounds like the saturation series. It sounds like a, a really uh, thoughtful continuation of that series. And and Honey is is kind of right there. You have uh, all of these uh, different voices chiming in. You have Kevin Abstract still kind of the leader of the group. Um, you know, you have one of the things I like about them so much is that they have um, this understanding of hooks that. Uh, kind of keeps everything together. All these different voices, all these different concepts, um, and the the hook on Honey is just like it's it's kind of ever changing, but it's it it kind of keeps everything together. Uh, so yeah, I'm I love this album, and uh, I'm I'm excited to. I, I really want to see this song live, and I really want to see this album live. But uh, what do you guys think? I, I've only listened to the song. I haven't listened to the full album yet. Um, <clears throat> but I I love it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think. Um, kind of the way they deliver their lyrics. There's something kind of hypnotic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the bass is mesmerizing. There's just something about it that immediately like pulls you in and like your like head starts nodding like five seconds in and you're just like completely along for the ride. Um, and musically, it sort of reminds me of, I feel like something Moby might've done in the late nineties. Like there's Ooh. a little bit of that flavor to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of what you said with all of them, like chiming in on the track, it's, they're doing something that just there's not a lot of that right now like there's not a lot of hip-hop collectives period um but oftentimes when there is it's more like kind of a loose collection of people and they all like take their turns like separately or you know each song's more of like a solo song like they're very much like all of them contribute to a track uh in a way that was a lot more common with rap groups in the 80s but you don't really hear that now you know you don't hear like people trading one line and then the next line Uh, well that's the thing is that it's cool it it 
I, I was describing them like a month or two ago to a friend who was unfamiliar with them. And I was like, they're kind of like if like Wu-Tang Clan sounded absolutely different than Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan, but still like functioned the same way. Yeah. Just like you have like Wu-Tang Clan songs where they're all on it. And then you have mm-hmm. some where they're like three of them are on it. But, you know, it's still part of like a Wu-Tang Clan project. Yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, no, I really like it. Um, I just feel like I need to spend time sitting down and going through all of their music because I, I'm already somehow overwhelmed by what they've put out. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. Which I think is saying a lot because I, I actually don't know when they started or formed. But I feel like relatively recently for how I feel like I feel the same about their catalog as I do about an artist who's been around for decades. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I really like this album, but I have like nothing really to compare it to. OK. Yeah, yeah. I would say like Saturation 3, which came out in December, uh, is yeah, my I favorite of those three. So. I've heard the best things about their live show, though. So that uh, is still up there for me. I'd yeah. love to see them live. Uh, I saw them in February with our uh, colleagues, uh, Chris and Ross, mm-hmm. and uh, it was amazing. That's weird. I didn't know they played Nutley. That yeah. was cool. They made a stop there. Yeah, they played Nutley, uh, the they Nutley the Diner. Diner. Yeah. yeah, they played the yeah. Nutley oh, Diner. Wow. That's where they. That's where Brockhampton performed. Was... Cultural hub, Nutley yeah. Diner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, let's listen to it. Brockhampton Honey uh, from new album and major label debut, Iridescence. My arms are always open, your fears always rolling, and they deep and you can't control it. What you want, what you want, emotion. My arms are always open, your fears always rolling, and they deep and you can't control it. What you want, what you want, emotion. I need to step out with no frustration. I need a permanent getaway vacation. They got a permanent hit list, my nigga. All right, that was new Brock. I'm such You're friends with it? them. I'm Brock? abbreviating it. Halsey actually tweeted, the future is iridescent. Um, so she's a big fan of this album. Oh. Yeah. Maybe she was, wasn't, that wasn't uh, a Brockhampton well, reference. To it, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, yeah, the future is iridescent. And she's like, oh, their album came out today. Can I, uh, very, very, very quick side, uh, side note. Um, whenever this word iridescent comes out, uh, comes up in conversation, mm-hmm. I always think of, uh, a seventh grade spelling bee where I was in the, the final five Ooh. and I lost on the word iridescent. Aww, I'm sorry to bring that up. It's a pretty weird. It's a pretty weird word. It's a tough one to spell. It is one, a, yeah. one R. What's going on there? Anyway. Yeah. I can never spell nausea. So there's that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
fools. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's do uh, let's do one of my picks. So uh, we have new Dinah Jane. Uh, song is called Bottled Up, and it's Dinah Jane featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Mark E. Bassey, or Basie. I don't know how, what, how you pronounce his name. Basie? Sure. Um, but yeah, so Dinah Jane, obviously of Fifth Harmony fame. Uh, Fifth Harmony is on hiatus, quote unquote hiatus. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they ever get back together. Um, She's really but, holding it down, though, for them with this one. Yeah, no, it's so uh, Dinah Jane uh, has the new song Bottled Up. It's basically a Fifth Harmony song. I mean, it sounds like, yeah. I think the BPM is like, more or less exactly the same as what Work From Home was. Uh, you know, obviously Ty Dolla Sign is on it. So there's a, a through line. She literally references Work From Home. <laughs> she says, Work From Home, but he's going to stay up all night with me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, it's a very conscious continuation of the Fifth Harmony song. Like, you know, Camilla left and did a pretty different thing sonically. Yeah. Uh, Dinah Jane is kind of just keeping on with what worked for Fifth Harmony. And I'm mostly here for it. Like, I think Bottled Up is a really fun and mm-hmm. strong song. Um, whether or not I think it could do well at radio, um, you know, there's so many factors that go into these things. So I, I, it could either, you know, I could either see it being a top 20 hit or something that just totally disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really like it. I think it's really fun. I think it bodes well for her solo future. And I think, you know, and it's, it says something that while Fifth Harmony was an entity, you know, I mean, no offense to Diane Jane, but, you know, she was not one of the people or one of the members that people were like buzzing about. Right. Um, but for her to come out. With something as strong, her voice sounds fantastic. It's a really solid song that, like, I want to return to. I mean, that says something. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's, it's really fun. She came in here um, about a month ago, I want to say, and uh, had uh, a listening session and and played us a couple songs, and it was great to see her. And she is super excited about all this. And she played Bottled Up, and I was like, I was like, look. Uh, the the song ended and I was like yo work from home reference in there and it sounds like work from home and Ty Dolla songs she, and she was just like yeah this is like this is what I want to do and I, I love work from home and I know fans love it and you know I thought it was really fun to just kind of reference it in that way and I totally I'm totally respectful of it that. is interesting because whenever I just talked about this with someone else I can't remember but whenever these groups break up you almost assume that they all wanted hiatus. to go different ways go on hiatus Sorry, excuse me go on hiatus you always assume it's because they all want to pursue a different, right. you know, artistic sound or vision, but like maybe not. There, mm-hmm. yeah. there might often be someone who's like, I actually loved what we were doing. Yeah, you guys all like Ringo with the Beatles, basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I'll just keep of. making this album. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you over. listen? <laughs> <laughs> really good Ringo song. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. He's in the room. Yeah, wow. <laughs> eerie. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Liam when he had his solo song and he was like, used to be in 1D, now I'm free. Yeah. But this is like the opposite. I mean, she's like, this she's like, like I, I was in Fifth going. Harmony and I want to keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that is actually like a really funny line in Strip That Down by oh Liam. I, I love that line. Used to be in 1D, now I'm free. Like, yeah. what? So what are you, what's going like, on? passionate about yeah. being free from yeah. them. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> free from selling out arenas and making millions of yeah. dollars. Who would want such a thing? <laughs> yeah. And then he had to, like, apologize for, for that. He was like, no, no, I just meant, like, free to do my own thing. I love One Direction. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I like it. Go Dinah Jane. Uh, yeah. And I will Dinah say, like, Jane train. I, I will say that, like, a uh, having heard a couple other songs that she's done, um, they're kind of in this vein, and they're they're similar, and they're they're fun, and they're they're just like they're they're low stakes in a way that's very appealing. 
Yeah. Low stakes is it's like seems like a negative thing, but it's like no, I know what you mean, though. yeah. Even this, it's like a little low key. This yeah. In the production. Yeah. But not in a bad. She's keeping it bottled up. Oh. Maybe the album huh. will be one harmony. <laughs> it's obvious I think the title has to be <laughs> "Someone's in the Kitchen with Dinah." Oh my god! <laughs> All right, let's listen to the song. I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, Dinah Jane featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Marky Basie. Song is bottled up. All right, that was new Dinah Jane, formerly of Fifth Harmony fame. Uh, let's do. Uh, we have a Lindsay pick, is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do Gallant and Sufjan Stevens and Rebecca Sugar. Mm-hmm. Song is all caps, too good to be true. And I'll be honest, when I woke up and saw that there was a Gallant Don't and Sufjan it. song, I'm doing it. I was like, this is too good to be true. Oh, he did. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I yeah. Know. Damn it, Joe. Uh, but it's you. You tried to, and you were right to try to stop me. But it's, this is your pick, so you uh, you tell us. Yeah, no, this is just a great song, a very seamless collaboration, I think. Um, I'm happy that there's a new Gallant coming out. There's going to be an EP, I believe, early October. Um, and it's called This Does Not Fit. So the whole concept behind it is that every song, um, from my understanding, he doesn't want to be easily identified or easily fit into one genre, one category. I wouldn't be surprised if there are other collaborators on it. I think pulling Rebecca Sugar in was kind of surprising. Um, yeah, that's weird. I've, I've really only ever heard her name in terms of like animation, but she's a songwriter too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that, honestly. Um, so I think that was pretty cool. And yeah, I just love the plucking that's really consistent throughout the whole track. When all of their voices overlap, it's like truly incredible for a few minutes. Yeah, um, yeah I just think it's really, really well done. Yeah, I, I I agree. This is great. And the point that I was thinking about when um when listening to the song uh, is that I'm really glad that like Sufjan's just like around doing stuff because yeah. mm-hmm. he's like like uh, historically he'll like drop an album and then like disappear for mm-hmm. five years. Like he you know his his big albums were like 2005, 2010, 2015. But like you know, he's making "Call Me by Your Name" soundtrack mm-hmm. singles, and he's working with Gallant. Like, cool. Like, I love That's I love great. Sufjan. He's one of my favorite artists. So, um, to hear this is just like it's a pleasant surprise that he's it really is being a little playful. Yeah, no, I I adore Sufjan uh, and the Gallant album, which was that two years ago at this point. My my sense of time I is super so. warped. That was one of my favorite. Uh, his debut was one of my favorites of whatever year that was. Um, and yeah, and and I mean they both have. Uh, you know they're going up. They, it, there's a the nice falsetto is the wrong word, but there there's a high register here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's super soothing. They're you know singing these dulcet tones that sound gorgeous together. Um, but the, you know there's some weirdness. There's some like sonic ambient stuff in the background. Uh, the you know the guitar acoustic plucking you mentioned reminds me of Sufjan in Seven Swans mode, yeah. uh, which is always a good thing. And uh, <laughs> it sounds what? like I'm sorry. I just thought of like th- that's like. Uh, Yo, Sufjan's in seven swans mode. <laughs> like Travis Scott's sicko mode. Yeah, <laughs> seven swans mode. That's good. Um, it yeah, also it has that, I don't know what to call it. Like boy bands in the early 2000s would always use that. What is that sound? Um, Singing. Singing, no, yeah. That's. I, I think that's the sound. Said this point Drums. I wasn't prepared. 
it's kind of like a drum sound. Um, I won't even try to recreate it. But there is synthesizer. Yeah. No, yeah. darn it. Um, harmonies. <laughs> harmonies. Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing I'll say that's it's sort of, uh, and this is, I don't mean this negative, although it, it sort of sounds like a put down, but at points it almost sounds like a Maroon 5 song. Like, listen to it, there's parts of it where, Maybe like, the harmonizing, the and that, I feel like we're, like, kind of, Reaching for this. All right, thing. you guys lost. You guys have lost show. me in the last sixty seconds of this discussion. You're like, it sounds like a boy band. It sounds like Maroon Five. It, it's honestly. All right, guys. Does. I'll yeah. see you guys later. I'm gonna listen to this Sufjan Stevens Galant <laughs> song. Um, but no, I think. But both of what Lindsay and I are touching on is there's there's an element of this that you know you think of Galant and Sufjan coming together. This is a lot more polished and commercial sounding than you might expect that collaboration to be. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so let's listen to it. It's uh, Gallant, Sufjan, Rebecca Sugar, Too Good to Be True. Too good to be true. All right, uh, next and last, and saving the best not for least, last. Uh, Jason's pick, <laughs> new Rita Ora. <laughs> Damn it, Lindsay! Let you love me. Yeah, let you love me. So Rita Ora finally has a U.S. album coming out. Uh, it's coming out, I believe, in November. Uh, let you love me is uh, the lead single, and it's really good. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, and that's all. Folks. That's it. I mean, um, <laughs> but I kind of agree. Like, it's good. That's that. Yeah, I mean. Rita Ora makes um, pop music, and, uh, and you know, for those listening to this podcast, I'm kind of the I'm the Rita Ora fan of the, Rita Ora. the Office. The Rita Ora. That's good. I'm just like constantly defending her. I wrote a big thing about her last year. Um, did have pizza together one time. Did have pizza together one time, um, <laughs> but uh, um, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about having pizza with Rita Ora, um, but. She makes she makes this type of pop music that sounds completely out of uh, out of step. I was gonna say out of touch, but it's more it's out of step with um, modern pop music, which is like much more downbeat and much more hip hop influenced. This just sounds like uh, a pop song from like two thousand eight, although a really good pop song. Like it, she kind of is this. She's kind of making the music that doesn't really abide by any of pop music's current trends. Um, but I think it, it's always well produced and it's, you know, I, I think that she's just is a total professional about this stuff. I really liked your song, her single from last year, uh, Anywhere as well, which is a little bit more dance, dancey. Um, yeah, this is great. I mean, I like a very quick spiel about Rita Ora. She's obviously huge overseas. She has like a dozen. <laughs> a dozen fans. <laughs> a d- <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> that was actually very funny. She has like a dozen oh, top God. ten hits in the UK, and she's like a big star over there. And um, she has like a handful of really good singles. I think that's 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 all that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying she's the greatest pop artist ever. I'm just saying that like she has a handful of really good singles good, and consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll shut um, up now. I yeah no. She sounds good on this. She sounds great actually. I think yeah. the song is good. Um, 
I sort of, I, I feel like I, I hear what you're saying with her sound kind of being out of step with the times. I think that's not the case with this one, though. This one you kind of so? makes me think of like Bieber with Diplo, but more of like a light ver- version of that. Yeah. I kind of um, like that too. Okay. And it's like, it's fine. I mean, I think, it, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't dislike it, but I'm not like strongly in favor of it either. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lindsay with a commanding yes. And she's yeah, she's just a, a very strange case. I mean, you know, they made a huge, huge push for her six years ago with party and bullshit. Um, it didn't land as big as they thought, and you yeah. know, I mean, then here we are six years later, and it's is it her, it's her first U.S. album. Her that's, first U.S. album. That's crazy. That is, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't. Really yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, part of the part of the reason was that she had a a huge uh, dispute with uh, Rock Nation, and uh. it took her years to get off. And then uh, last year, she signed with Atlantic Records, and she put out a couple singles that didn't hit the chart. And I think now they're just I, I think they're just saying like we got to put this album out, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad they're doing that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but she's you know been in the public eye both with award show things and fashion and whatnot so good for her good for her (laughs) all right well let's listen to it it's rita ora new song let you love me All right, that's new Rita. Uh, and that's all we got. That's all we got. That was a fun one. That was fun. Start with a legend and <laughs> with a An legend. An icon. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast or if you desperately hate the podcast, in which case I don't know Let's why know. you're still listening, uh, but please rate us on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, give, give us, us a little review. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be fun. And you know so you have to uh, the challenge I would I would set for anyone listening is that you have to top the review that uh, with the subject line Joe sounds cute because that is forever <laughs> that yeah, was forever the that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't count yeah um, all right <laughs> on that yeah well thanks for listening uh, have a lovely weekend and we'll catch you next bye, week bye guys Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.